right, so let me ask you a question today. Have you ever been in a mall? All the ladies said, amen. Or an amusement park, and you had no idea where you exactly were. I know you're in the mall, and I know you know you're in the park, but you're like, where am I? And I want to get on that side, or I want to go to that ride, or I want to go to that store, but I am just totally, I, I just have no idea. And then you see it. You say, what is it? It is one of those information signs. And not just an information sign, it has the ever-present, ubiquitous red dot. Can I get an amen for red dot? Y'all know what I'm saying? The red dot, and it says, you are here. And you say, that's right. I, I see the dot, and I, now I can find my way to the other side of the store or the other side of the mall or the other side of the amusement park. Wouldn't it be great if life had a red dot <laughs> that said, not only you are here, but watch this. I'm going to provide a pathway, a way that you can get from destination A to destination B. In our case, to get you from life here on earth to life eternally with God. Wouldn't it be great if life had signposts, pathways, markers that we could go, okay, here is, this is where I am. I see it now. It's clear. And now this is where I got good news for you. We have that. And it's called God's Word. It's called the Bible. And the Bible says that God's Word is a lamp unto my feet. Anybody know the rest of that? It's a light unto my path. So I'm so grateful to God that he has not left us alone to meander in darkness and to wonder where am I, where am I going, who am I? All of those answers are provided in God's amazing word. So welcome to Great Hills Baptist Church. We are very, very glad that you are here today. And I know Corey did a great job leading us in worship and he welcomed you. And let me just add my welcome. My name is Danny Forshee. I'm the lead pastor here at Great Hills Baptist Church for seven plus years. And we're thrilled that you are here. In fact, we are here because we believe God has brought that one person today that somebody's been praying for you, somebody has invited you, you've come with a heavy heart, let's just be real, you've come with a heavy heart, maybe you've come with an empty bank account, maybe you've come with, you just feel like the weight of the world is on your soul and praise God, you are here. And because you are here, we are delighted and we want to do all that we can as a church to take you from where you are, all right, and watch this, and then just kind of help you navigate out of your discouragement and your heartache and your brokenness and kind of navigate you to the Lord Jesus Christ on your way to heaven. So God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. My wife and I, we would love to meet you. We'll be right over here by the coffee shop. There's coming a brand new welcome center that is in the design phase. We're going to have furniture. It's going to be beautiful. But until then, meet me at the escalators. I, I know it's not real romantic. It's not real cool. But just meet me at the escalators, and uh, we'll put you right on up to heaven. Just kidding. But no, you just come. <clears throat> and we, will, we would love to meet you and give you one of my books. We, we would love to, to meet you. So at Great Hills, here's what we've been doing for the month of January. It's, it's a very much an anomaly for us. Because normally we, we take a passage of scripture and we just preach that text and the next week we'll pick up where we left off. And by the way, that's where we'll start next week. We'll start a brand new series, teaching God's word, word upon word, line upon line. But the month of January is a little bit different. We thought it just very incumbent upon us at the beginning of this new year to kind of just kind of recap who we are, where we are, and where by God's great favor and grace 
where we plan to go. So here's what we've been studying over the last three weeks. First of all, we've looked at our mission. Our mission is very clear. As a church, our mission is Jesus' mission. He said, I have come to seek and save the lost. Jesus also said in Mark 10, 45, for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's our mission. Our vision, our vision is to be a multi-generational, a multicultural church that makes disciples and can be summed up in this little bitty phrase, for the one, for that one. Remember Jesus said, I will leave you people. I will leave the 99. You say you're okay. You're on your way to glory. I'm going to leave you because there's one out there that's lost, that's hurt, that's broken. And so Jesus said, I have come to seek and save the lost and I will go to the one. And that's Luke chapter 15, one through seven. And so we've looked at mission and vision. And last week we looked at our values. What are those common principles around which we gather that bind us together as a church. And these principles are not new. Great Hills has been in existence for 60 plus years. And these principles, you can find them from day one to day where we are today. And what are those principles? Number one, we're going to teach God's word. We really do believe that God's word is that pathway, is that lamp, is that post, is that sign, is that way that can lead you to an abundant life and an eternal life. So we're going to teach God's word. Number two, We're going to build families. We want families to be built and blessed. I tell you what, guys, I've been preaching a long time, but I've not, I don't think I've ever seen marriages under such attack. I mean, marriages are being bombarded with all sorts of temptation. And the, I mean, the thing today is if you don't like it, just get out of it. There's somebody else out there for you. And that's totally antithetical to the Word of God. So what can we do as a church to build your marriage, to build your children and your teenagers and college students and do all that we can to make strong the family? Coming up in a couple weeks, February the 9th, we're going to have a big event here in the Great Hall. We're going to have a great time, eat a wonderful meal, and just talk about marriage and just help build one another's marriages. That's important to us. Number three, we want to reach and teach. We want to reach people and not just reach them, all right? We want to teach them. Teach them God's Word. Teach them the principles of how to live a very effective life according to Scripture. Number four is prayer. We want to make much of prayer. It's one of our solid core foundational values. And then finally, we want to grow strong together. We want to be unified as a church, because we know that we can do so much more together than we could ever do separately. So that's mission, that's vision, that's values. Now today is the path. How do we do that? And those are lofty objectives, Brother Danny. Those are lofty goals, but how do we actually do that as a church? Is there some way that we can all rally around some common principles, some things that we can say, that's our way, that's our path. Well, we've been talking about this for going on eight years, and I I know many of you are beginning to understand this and get this. And at Great Hills, here's just very simply summed up. We want to focus upward in our worship to God. We want to focus inwardly with one another in our discipleship, in our growth process. And then next, after we worship up and build one another in, we want to do what? We want to go out. We want to go out, outside of these walls and go to the city of Austin, go to the cities of this world. And here's what I found. 
that when I'm really worshiping God with the people of God in unity and harmony with the Spirit of God and the people of God, and I'm really studying the Word of God, and my faith is being built up, man, you can't shut me up. I've got a story to tell. I've got a life that is so incredibly worth living that I'm going to go out and make an impact for the kingdom of God. That's our goal. That's our desire. That's what we want for you. We want to see you, stay with me on this one, spiritually fat and happy, all right? We, we want to see you just soaring in your relationship with God so that you overcome the temptation to sexual immorality and destroy your marriage, okay? You're not going to do that. If you are worshiping God and you're studying the Word of God, you're in accountability with other men of God, you're not going to do that. Just, we're just going to try to make it impossible for you to do that. And we want to help you raise your kids, and we want to help you to, you know, to do a good job where God has planted you. And so that is our goal. That is our vision. That is the path. By God's good favor and grace, we will get there. So I'm preparing this message this week. And I keep hearing these words. This is the way, walk in it. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. I'm not smart enough to create that phrase. That is a biblical phrase. Where does it say, this is the way, walk, go, go. And so, like every good Bible student, I get my, well, actually, I Googled it. I said, this is the way. <laughs> I want to say my concordance, right? <laughs> This is the way, Isaiah 30, 18 through 21. Let me read it to you. And just look for a minute at some biblical teaching, biblical principles, and then some practical modern application. All right, you ready? This is the way. So Isaiah, 700 years before the time of Christ, he's a prophet. And as a prophet of God, it can be a wonderful thing, but it also can be a very difficult, weighty thing. As a prophet of God, Isaiah had to tell Israel what they did not want to hear in order to get them to a place they all wanted to be. Can I say that again? Good prophets, good pastors, good preachers, teachers, we tell you what you really on the surface don't want to hear because we really want to get you to a place that you ultimately want to be. All right. So here's Isaiah, and he says, Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, Israel, and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice, and blessed are all of those who wait for him. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem, and you shall weep no more. He will be very gracious. You all notice that's two times gracious, one time mercy. You say, this is the God of the Old Testament. I thought he was some mean, wrathful, vengeful God. No, read it again. He's gracious, he's kind, he's compassionate. He is very patient. But once we continue in our sin and our obstinance and our defiance, then God says, okay, then I will judge you. I will punish you, okay? So he's telling Israel, there is punishment. And I have punished you and I will as a good father discipline you. But let me tell you this, there's coming a day. There's coming a day where you are going to thrive as the people of God. He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cry when he hears it, he will answer you. This is a powerful passage of Scripture. I wish we had about 30 minutes just to talk about what does this mean. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, let's just keep that text there for just a minute, and the water of affliction. What? Time out? That's not in the Bible. Nobody preaches that. That can't be in the Bible. Because in America, in the church in America, it's about health 
and wealth and prosperity. And every day is a good day. Every day is happy, peachy, sweet, sweet, sweet. Every day is just wonderful. And we're just all going to be happy and go to heaven. You need to wake up and smell the ever-loving coffee. That is not reality. That is not reality. There is sickness. There, how many of y'all either have been inflicted with the flu bug or you know somebody who has? Is it okay to raise both hands? Okay, good. Well, what, what, what's wrong if, if, if God is good and everything's lovely? And what, what, why is there sick? Because that's reality. How many of you struggle in your marriage? That's reality. How many of your teenage kids, I mean, do you raise them up in church and everything is great? And all of a sudden, where, who are you? And what'd you do with my precious adolescent? Not that any of your kids would ever do that, but I've heard, I've heard in other places that kids do that kind of stuff. But wait a minute, I, I'm serving God. I'm doing everything I know of God. What is, listen, tough times come. And see, that's just reality, but how can we help you get through those tough times? And God says, listen, you, you push me, you disobey, disobey me, and is any good at least any good earthly father would do, surely the heavenly father will at times give us the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. Why does he do that? Because he hates us? No, because he loves us and he wants to chastise us and bring us back to himself. It's coming a day your teachers are not going to be moved into a corner anymore, but your eyes will see your teachers. Your ears shall hear a word behind you and here it is. This is the way. Now go and walk in it. That's the text. And I was like, ooh, thank you, Google. I knew it had to be somewhere in the Bible because it's just so profound. This is the way, walk in it. Now, whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, there it is. You will hear me say, this is the way and walk in it. And as you're walking with God, it doesn't mean you're never going to get sick. It doesn't mean you're never going to have problems. It doesn't mean you're never going to have financial difficulties. It does mean, though, listen to this. Y'all ready for this? It does mean God's going to be with you. He's going to get you through. He's going to do a great work in you. He's not going to abandon you when times get tough. He's going to make you stronger when the times get tough so that when you come out on the other side, you're going, thank you, Jesus. I'm doing a whole lot better. That's our God. That's, that's what he desires for. Let me do that one more time. Ooh, okay, good. I'm glad you saw that. You say, but that wasn't written to me. You know what? You would be right. Because that was written to Israel. But check this little hermeneutical principle out. Though it was not written to you by God's grace, it is written for you. So there's a difference in prepositions, Right? That was written to Israel. But because God has preserved his word, we we get to glean and we get to read it and we get to say, well, as the God of the Old Testament led Israel to the promised land and beyond, the same God of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the New Testament, he's leading the people of God, the church, the same God. After Pentecost, here he is, the Holy Spirit of God, 
tabernacles with his people and he leads us into paths of righteousness. He leads us into paths of prosperity. He leads us into paths of blessing. Doesn't mean there's not gonna be hard times. There's gonna be hard times. But when, when we're walking with the Lord and we're worshiping our great God and we're studying and memorizing his word and we're sharing our faith with others, that is a blessed and peaceful life. That's all I got to offer y'all, by the way. That's it. I hope it's good enough. Because I don't have a lot of philosophical, psychological helps and rah-rah, hallelujah there, get you there. This is what I got. And if it's good enough with Jesus and the apostles, it's good enough for me. I love this gospel, this faith. All right, so how are we going to do it? How's this thing going to look? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. March the 4th, where's my son Leighton? He's in the house somewhere. That's your birthday. It's cool. And Daniel Van Cleve, who's in the great Pacific Northwest, that's his birthday too. I don't have anything to do with my sermon. I just thought about it, so I thought I'd say it. So March the 4th, we're going to begin a new class called Discover Great Hills. And for those of you that want to know the next step, how can I get involved? How, what can, how can I learn more about Christ and this church? You come into this class, and for three weeks, we, we teach you, okay? I'm going to share with you today in the next few minutes what we're basically going to teach in that class because we don't want you to feel left out, all right? We want you to know what we're going to be teaching all the new prospective members when they come. And here's the thing where we found. If you put the bar here for people... They'll hop over it every time. You put the bar up here for people, they say, I like that. That's a challenge, and I want to be challenged. I've had enough of this religious pop psychology. I want to know what God says. I want to know what the Word says, and I want, to, I want to be the woman of God that he's called me to be. I want to be the man of God. So here's what it's going to look like. We're going to talk to you first about what it means to be upward in your worship. And we're just going to explain that. And just kind of parse that and walk you through what it means to worship God upwardly with the people of God. So that when the doors are open, you're like, man, I'm getting there. I don't want to come 15 minutes late or 30 minutes late. I mean, God is there. The people of God are there. I'm going to get in there. If you came late today, you missed the most important thing of the whole service. You say, honey, I told you to get on time. What in the world? Now, don't start fussing with each other, but you did miss the baptism, and that's, the, that's sweet. That's golden, all right? So get here on time. I mean, then God is there. I'm going to worship with the people of God. And here's the next thing. We're going to teach you and, and help you on how to worship God individually in your individual walk with God. Corporate worship with the people of God, individual worship with you and God. I'm amazed, absolutely astounded and amazed at the number of people who've been in the church forever and they still don't have a consistent time with the Lord. And I'm like, that's reality. And some say, people say, well, brother, I, I, I read the Bible once this week and uh, may, maybe I can do better next week. No, we want to help you do better. We want to help and encourage you on how to have a consistent devotional walk with the Lord. Now, we're talking about these signposts, these pathways, these red dots. How do we know... If we're doing a good job as a church on helping you get on the, the on-ramp and walking with the Lord and doing great things for God, how can I as a pastor, how can we as a staff and leadership, how can we know if we're accomplishing our goals? Well, if nobody shows up for worship on Sunday, we're doing a pitiful job, right? 
If, if, you, if you don't have a time with the Lord every day where you're growing deep in your relationship with the Lord, then I need to do a better job. I need to do a better job teaching you and encouraging you and building you up in your faith so that you are worshiping God. I mean, vertically on with the people of God and then day by day. So that's our pathway number one. That is upward in our worship. I got like six pages back here, but I'm afraid if I go back there and start looking, it'll be another 45 minutes sermon. So let me just keep walking this way. So I resist the temptation to go to my notes, my precious notes. Inward in discipleship. Listen, if I don't know this by now, we're all in trouble, right? Inward in discipleship. And that means to grow in our walk with the Lord. Now, the way we do this at Great Hills, one of the ways, one of the primary ways is through our connect group classes. A lot of churches have small groups that meet in homes that, at least at this juncture at Great Hills, we have, we have not done that. And I don't see us doing that in the near future where we just say, let's just empty these massive buildings on Sunday mornings and let's just everybody go to our homes. Why would we want to do that if, if God has blessed us with all these it's amazing. I even heard you can get a free waffle for heaven's sake. And coffee, man, I've yet to get up there, but I'm wanting to get up there and get me some of that. So the way we try to connect you in discipleship initially is through a connect group class, right? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. How many of y'all are in connect groups? And many of you don't put your hand up. And I'm not going to stand up here and browbeat you and tell you what a heretical reprobate you are. I'm not doing that. However, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. It, actually, it's amazing. The, the parity between the number of people in worship and the number of people that are in a connect group, it is absolutely astounding. I, I, and so I commend you for that. And Ross, I commend you. And Daniel, I commend you. And Jeffrey and Sharon and Teresa and all of our team, I commend you. Bible Life, connect group leaders, you directors, you guys that teach, you're doing an amazing job. And I just want to say thank you. And God bless you and keep pouring into your, your group. And here's, here's what I'd love to see happen. Ooh, ooh, watch this, watch this. Man, the bakers, I just love the bakers. I, I go down there by their class sometimes and they just feed me so good. And I, that's why I love them. They feed me food and uh, no. I mean, their class is just, it's just, it's just popping. I mean, they got stuff going on. They're reaching people. And Ron, LaVon, are y'all in the house? Please be here when I'm talking about y'all today. There you are. I had, this is not in the notes, but I just had to say, God bless y'all. I love y'all. Y'all are doing a wonderful job, as many of you are doing a great job. But we, y'all just seem to be reaching more and more people. So here's the thing I, I want to see happen in the baker's class and every class. They get so spiritually obese and fat and happy that they are like, we, we need to lose some weight. We need to ship some of you people out and go so that y'all grow a big class, all right? And I, I, think that's, I think that's what God wants us to do. And some of you are going, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not talking about division. I'm talking about multiplication, right? And I hope I've modeled this for you. I really, really want to model this for you. When we took 34 of our best tithing, giving, serving people and took one of our superstar, you know, staff member Stu, and we said, God bless you, but we're sending you out. Go and be blessed. I mean, I, I almost had to go through a time of, of mourning. 
And I miss those people. I love those people. But here it is, here it is, here it is. It's not about me. It's about God. It's about God's kingdom. It's about the kingdom of God flourishing and growing. And if we can lop off a little of us and that group grow, watch what will happen to this group. God will take care of that group. Inward in discipleships. Here's some more. Men's Bible studies. Women's Bible studies. Accountability groups. Uh, Brother Andy, Spencer, Kathy, God bless y'all souls for pouring into men and women and pastors and I was uh, meeting with a young man this, this week, and it was, the, it was the highlight of my week. I'm not going to mention any names, Edwin, some more. But anyhow, it was just a, <clears throat> you know, Edwin looked at me across from the table, and he goes, Brother Danny, you've been mentoring me and discipling me now for many weeks. He said, I'm good. We don't have to meet anymore. Watch, watch this. I'm ready to meet with somebody. Church, do y'all know what that is? I want y'all to listen very carefully to me right here. That is success. That is success. When somebody disciples somebody and they go, I'm good, point me to somebody that I can go pour into. You say, that is such an anomaly to Christendom in America today, and that's why we're sick. That's why we're anemic, and that's why we're dying. Because we got away from Jesus going, watch, with, watch this real quickly. Peter, James, John, y'all come over here. For three years, I'm going to pour my life into you, okay? Now, I know some of the other guys are going to get mad about it, but they're going to get over it. And I'm pouring my life into you, and I'm going to disciple you so that I'm leaving. And when I leave, you guys are going to do amazing things, and that is exactly what happened. That's what I want to happen in this church. That's what I want to happen in my ministry, that I could just pour into some and then y'all pour into others and the kingdom of God just flourishes and it burgeons and it blossoms. Yes, that's what I mean by discipleship, making disciples. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Now, here's what I want you to do. Go and make disciples. And you make disciples through corporate worship and preaching. I get that. But the best way you get it is when you're in a smaller group, and maybe even the better way you do it is when you're one-on-one, lady with another lady, man with another man, student with another student, just pouring into them, just like Jesus did, all right? Let me help y'all for just a second. Amen, Brother Danny. You are preaching the truth, brother. Amen. All right, thank y'all. I just had to help myself. Y'all not helping me. I got to help myself, all right? So, teaching others, pouring into others so that they grow in their faith. And again, we do that in many wonderful ways. Jerry Vines, great pastor in First Baptist Church of Jacksonville, Brother Ochester, I think he's like 80 years of age. He just enrolled in the PhD program at Southwestern Seminary. What in the world? To study homiletics. The art of preaching. I'm like, oh my word, he's the greatest, one of the greatest preachers I've ever heard in my life. So anyhow, I don't know where I was going with that. Let me come back. I'm sorry. Never stop learning. Never stop learning. Very good. Appreciate that. <laughs> it's a good, good word. It's a discipleship, pouring into one another, growing in our faith so that we reproduce reproducing disciples. Jesus said, go and make disciples, baptize them, teach them. This is your great 
a commission. And that's what we want to do at Great Hills. We're trying to, oh, I know what I was going to say. Jerry Vine said, quote, the greatest hour for discipleship in church is 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. And what he meant by that is if the pastor is really teaching God's word and not entertaining the flock and not giving them the 18 ways to have a happy life, but if he's teaching them the scriptures, then he's pouring into his people and they become discipled, okay? All right, got one more for you. Here we go. Upward in our worship is week number one, March the 4th. March the 11th, we're going to be teaching in the new members class, Inward in Discipleship. And then March 18th, we're going to teach those who come, those who feel led of God in their next step in their spiritual progression. We're going to say, here's what Great Hills is about. We want to help you know Jesus. We want to help you grow in Jesus. And now we want to help you serve Jesus. There's multiple opportunities for you to serve here in our church. From the First Impressions team to the parking lot people to singing in the choir to serving coffee to praying, to ushering, to being a deacon. There's multiple ways that you can serve, that you can volunteer your time and your energy because as you serve, that's when you really, really grow, okay? When you have a job in your church or in your Bible Life Connect group or somewhere, you, you have a responsibility. And, and as you engage in your spiritual gift, man, that's, that's mercy. That's when Christianity... It, it, it's, it is what it should be. It's you and I doing what God has called us to do. We're not sitting on our blessed assurance saying, feed me, baby, feed me, just feed me up. No, it's getting out and saying, God has fed me. I have been discipled and now I gotta go tell somebody else. I gotta go serve. I got to do something with all of this knowledge and all of this ability that God has given me. And when you get that, Oh, listen carefully. When you really get that, that God has saved you to serve, vroom, you start growing. Man, you really start growing. Some of you are going, oh, wait a minute. Is that why I'm so complacent and lethargic? Is that why I have such a humdrum Christianity? It's because I don't help anybody and I don't serve anybody and I don't give any money. I don't do diddly squat jack. Are you trying to tell me that's, that's why I'm not growing in my relationship with God? That's exactly what I'm saying. So let me help you get busy, get a job in the church, outside the church, helping the kingdom of God expand by using your spiritual gift. Yesterday was so fun. I enjoyed being down the March for Life and walking with a lot of Great Hills people. And we did a little Facebook live video and had almost 500 views already. And by the way, I've created this Danny Forshe public figure page. Would y'all go like that? I, I, that's just a shameless plug, but here's why I want you to like that. Because I'm feeling very compelled that a part of my ministry needs to be more engaged with social media, okay? And so I'm trying to preach more, teach more, and do more through social media to reach more people. Well, anyhow, one of those people down there yesterday was Kimberly Corona. Kimberly, are you in the house? If you're happy and you know it's, hey, amen, there she is, Kimberly, bless your soul. So Kimberly comes up to me last week. She says, I want to tell you a story. I think I asked her for permission to say this. If I don't, I'm going to ask you for forgiveness. So here, here's the story. She said, Brother Danny, I was sitting in a bookstore last week. And I'm just sitting there minding my own business and I'm reading a book and I hear these two people behind me and they're having a conversation and it goes something like this. The guy is just being very vulnerable and very open with this lady and saying, I'm just in a mess. My life's a mess. 
I need purpose. I need direction in my life. And Kimberly's going, you know, she's listening. And the lady to whom he is speaking gives him this word of advice. By the way, what would you say? What would you say if somebody said, my life is a wreck? My life is a mess. I have no purpose. I have no direction. I, I, I don't even know what, where I'm going. What, what would you say? I'm going to tell you what this lady told this man. Here it is. You ready for this? She said, sir, you need Buddha. If you just knew Buddha, you would get this karma, this blessed, peaceful tranquility. You need Buddha. And Kimberly was going, Pastor Danny, i got to tell you something. My heart started going, kaboom. She said, but I can't say anything. You know, I, they're having a conversation. You know, what am I going to do? Just get up and interrupt them? And she said, plus, you know, I, I, just, I just don't know. You know, I haven't memorized a whole lot of Scripture. And I just, I just don't know, you know. My heart's just beating out of his chest. And so I just, I just sat there. And I'm not, I'm not judging you, Kimberly. I may have just sat there as well, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But when she got up to leave the bookstore... Oh, excuse me. Guess who she bumps into? The guy and the gal. Okay? And then that's when Kimberly told me, she goes, Brother Dan, let me tell you, it was on. My heart was beating so fast. She said, I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, oh, my word, I've got to say something now. i got to say something. And this is what Kimberly did. She said, sir, you need <laughs> you need Jesus. That's who you need. And the lady was like, no, oh. no, 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 Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. And Kimberly said, let me tell you something. God created you. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. He arose from the dead for you. And when you meet him, let me tell you something, friend, all the purpose and all the peace you could ever want will be found in him. That's what she told her. Yes. That is S-U-C-C-E-S-S. That is success. That is a happy customer, if you will. Can I just be honest with you? A happy Great Hills customer being blessed and fed and encouraged in her church and going out and trying to make other happy customers. And you know what the commodity is? You know what the great prize is? It's Jesus. And so she's sharing her faith. No, no, listen, listen, I'm serious. I hope that this week somebody will just bump into you and they say, man, I want purpose and I want peace and I want hope. And you could just say, what I'm about to tell you, I may not even pronounce my name correctly. I'm so nervous, but I do will tell you this. It's Jesus. He loves you. Believe on him. Upward in worship, inward in discipleship, outward in missions, in evangelism, in ministry, in service. It's so cool. This past week, church, and I'm almost done. Stay with me. This past week, I was on the phone, and I was talking with some of you who had just left to, to go to Haiti. I talked to another guy who had just come back from Costa Rica. I was texting Mike Miracle in the Ukraine, and then I was talking to Hillary Hogan about the great experience the college students had in Port Arthur. And I go back to my little study, and I just have a holy hoop nanny party, Right? Me and Jesus. Yes. 
Me and Jesus are going, thank you, God. The people of God at Great Hills Baptist Church, they are learning and they are growing in their faith. And I know they are because the indication, the proof is in the actual sharing their faith and taking the gospel out beyond these walls. Okay, so let me, let me show you what it looks like on the screen. And I encourage you to go over here by the library and look. And some of you have already seen it, but that is a wall in Great Hills, and it's right over here, and it's there. Maybe in perpetuity, it is there. But we're going to be upward in our worship. Notice the little arrows. Y'all with me? Everybody do this right quick. You got to move your sides, all right? Move it. That's up in worship. Inward, everybody do this. Can I do this? There you go. That's in discipleship. That is you growing in your walk with God. Everybody got a John Travolta on them right now. You ready? Here I go. Old school. All right. That's out. That's out. And that is us sharing our faith, going to the nations, going to our neighbors, helping somebody, being an usher at Great Hills Baptist Church, getting in this praise band, doing something with your time, your talents, and your abilities. And as you do these things, I really do believe that you are on your way to maturity, you're on your way to a, a really a peaceful life of just hitting in the sweet spot, doing what God, what God has gifted you to do, what God has called you to do. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for your church. Thank you, God, for this church. And thank you, Lord, for a path. And it's, it's in your word, and it is clear. Just help us to understand it and help us, Lord, most of all, to apply what we now understand. Maybe you're here today, friend, and the very next step you need to take, and it's just a baby step. You may just want to reach over and grab your spouse by the hand, or if you're a single adult, just clasp your hands and just make this little prayer to God. God, I'm walking towards you. I'm just going to walk toward you. God is not against you. God is for you. God loves you so much, he doesn't want to leave you the way you are. Just take a little baby step toward him and watch what God will do. For some of you, you're ready to take a step, really a leap of faith and say, Jesus, I want you to be my king and my savior. I've tried everything and I've tasted everything and I've been involved in this and that, but nothing has given me real peace but I heard somebody said, you were the prince of peace, so I'm asking you to come into my life today and I surrender my life to you. And that's a big step. And some of you are gonna to wanna to make that step today and God bless you as you do. Some of you are here today and you know the Lord, you love the Lord, you've been walking with the Lord for a while and maybe you've moved to Austin or maybe God's just stirring in you and you're ready to get serious in your Christian walk with God and, and you're ready to come to this new members class, this Discover Great Hills, and you're ready to understand God better and understand his word and, and understand your spiritual gifting and start to serve and to join our little volunteer army here. And I wanna make you a promise, it is then, it is then that you really start just feeling free and blessed. I, I mentioned the Bakers a moment ago. I don't know a happier couple in this church they're happy serving Jesus, and God is blessing them, and God wants to do the same thing for you. Can I, with your heads bowed and with your eyes closed, let me just encourage you with this. 
God is a big God. And if you love him and you trust in him, I make you a promise. He will bless you. Listen, friend, he will bless you far, far beyond what you could ever think or imagine. He will pour out blessings and favor and peace and joy. And, and, and he will just give you everything that you absolutely need in this thing we call life. So let me encourage you now. Just take a step. Take a step toward him today. Father, we love you. We bless you. Lord, we're going to stand in a moment. We're going to sing a song of praise, but also a song of invitation. And we invite people to come to the altar, God. We invite people to find in you that great God that you are. So bless us now. Holy Spirit, move in a powerful way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you stand to your feet. We're going to stand and we're going to sing. Terry, y'all lead us. Corey, y'all lead us now as we sing.